From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. And Joey, I hope you're ready to chill today. Yeah, I'm pretty chill. You know, we're normally pretty uh, hyped up on caffeine and stuff before we start recording, but I think we've got a lower energy episode today, but that's not a bad thing. I don't know that the episode's going to be low energy. I was getting hyped up by listening to uh, the topic... You were getting hyped up listening to... Well, I wasn't getting... I mean, I was uh, in preparation for today's episode. I was listening to a lot of lo-fi... Hip-hop. Jazz hop. Jazz hop. And some vaporwave, some Some chill hop. So we're talking about like chill music today. And chill I, music. I, I think like for me, I focused kind of on vaporwave and lo-fi hip-hop, which are kind of these two... Some would call them maybe epidemics in the music industry uh, that kind of has swept... Me, the younger audiences in like like later 2010 and then like into like probably 2016 I would say and I think it has kind of evolved a little bit like you know vaporwave I think was originally in like 20, 2010 to 2015 and now it's kind of turned into this lo-fi hip hop and we'll we'll kind of get into what that all that means later but yeah yeah so yeah the, the idea is today to talk about this kind of chill music and then also like music as background music sure, or yeah. because that's what that type of music seems to just be made for mm-hmm. is just to put it on forget about it maybe not care so much about the artist but just to kind of create some sort of ambiance sure. in whatever you're doing and most often it's studying or reading or just in the background whatever yeah so uh where do you want to start um oh i don't know i mean like i guess we could talk about the the our intro and outro song finder uh, yeah. People with Bodies, they also put out a Vaporwave album, uh, I, I believe about eight months ago, probably nine months ago, they put out a Vaporwave album. Okay. So uh, it, it's clearly something that is interesting musician, that it's, it's like catching musicians by, like they're interested in it because clearly if you listen to our theme song, it's not chill, it's not Vaporwave, no. or it's very poppy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they've put out a Vaporwave album and, and I think that it's interesting to he- like why people this is becoming so popular, I think, is a lot of what I wanted to look into. Yeah. Um, so let's start here. Do you like Vaporwave? That's what I was going to ask. Um, I, I No, my default is not for Vaporwave, but I do like sort of jazz-infused hip-hop, like kind of kind of calm stuff like that with mm-hmm. some like piano or, uh, you know, some, some saxophone, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and I think that comes kind of directly out of my love just for jazz influenced hip hop, okay. <laughs> like in general, yeah. but then you just like chill it out, kind of slow it down and, you know, no lyrics necessarily, unless mm-hmm. there's some samples here and there. Um, and it just makes for a very pleasurable and enjoying, uh, en- enjoying, enjoyable, en- enjoyable. There you go. <laughs> It was the, that was a moment where the words were coming out of my mouth, and I was confused about what the words were. Yeah, this is so not thanks. Word. Thanks for saving me. You're welcome. I yeah. got your back. Yeah, so I, I do like that. What what about you? You like uh, this kind of music? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, I like like the quote unquote lo-fi hip hop. I like listening to that when I'm working. Yeah, it's not something that I would actively listen to otherwise. I wouldn't, you know, if I'm driving somewhere. If I put that on, I would probably uh, fall asleep. Um. And I don't, I do not like vaporwave at all. I yeah, I, I don't, don't like it. I don't really either, either. It's not good. Yeah. Um, well, I I shouldn't say that it's not good, but it's not for me. It's definitely not for me. Um, and I do like some chill music. I like a lot of um, like just guitar stuff too. Um, sure. Like, I also like like Chet Atkins. He's a little bit up more upbeat. Yeah. Um, and I love. <laughs> 
think every music episode we do, I bring up Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, but I'll bring him up again. Sure, why not? <laughs> I love Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Yeah. And he's like, he's he's chill but upbeat, and I like that. And I think lo-fi hip-hop, a lot of it kind of fits in that, and I don't like that Vaporwave kind of seems to focus more on the the minor tones of music, and I think that mm-hmm. that kind of brings me down. When I'm working, I don't want to be feeling like I'm going downhill. I want to be, you know, working towards something. You want that groove that's sort of like sure. moving forward. It's not really kind of like pulling you back a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I can, I can get into that. So maybe here's here's some place that I, I want to go a little bit because I think that, you know, this music is exactly like the function of that music is specifically to go in the background. It's like what we just talked about. Yeah. But do you listen, like, when are you listening to music? Like, do you also have music on in the background kind of all the time? Is no. it always there? No. Um, no, not all the time. I listen to podcasts constantly. Okay, so you listen to voice. I listen to just... voice when I don't have to focus super intently on creating words, if that makes sense. So if I'm writing, sure, sure, yeah. if I'm writing a script for a video that I'm working on or if I'm, if I'm, if I'm like doing research on a story that I'm writing, I'm not going to be listening to a podcast. I'm, I'll be listening to probably lo-fi hip hop or uh, I have like a lot. I have like a cinematic playlist that I l- listen to a lot. So yeah, like yeah, the, soundtracks like, like the soundtracks to like um, you know Shrek. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Really? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Some Smash Mouth um, in there. <laughs> no, or Counting Crows. Yeah. Uh, no, more like um, uh, the soundtrack to video games is actually really good. A lot of times. Um, we t- we had an episode on Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight has a really nice ambient background music. Sure. Um, but also like Lord of the Rings, like kind of like that epic stuff. Yeah, okay. I, I, like, I like listening to that kind of stuff. So or- orchestral. Yeah. Um, and then also I listen to a lot of like uh, uh, Godspeed, You Black Emperor yep. is a really good band. And, they, and I like them because they're like 40 minute songs. So I can just like put one song on and I'm like, when that song's done, I have to be done with my thing. Uh, although they're, they, they can have some very beautiful and, uh, transcendent parts, but they're often just like epic. They are. They, they really build. Well, I, I mean, I think the best way I've ever heard them described was they, they come in, it comes in waves, right? It's like waves washing over you, you know, like it kind of builds up and then it has this like moment of respite and then it builds up and then, you know, and you get that like three or four times and that's kind of nice to work to actually, because you're kind of building up to something and it's subconsciously helping me, I think, be more productive. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting because, of course, one of the um, pioneers here would be um, Brian Eno, right? Music for airports. Yeah. Okay. You ever listen to that? Like, um, it's just I ambient. know. Yeah, I know who he is, but I, I I don't like. I've probably heard his stuff, but I couldn't yeah. tell you. I do know who he is, though. So I guess what I'm trying to do is like draw some parallels between like you know what what you know what was going on then versus where we are now, because certainly some people still listen to ambient music. But mm-hmm. now I think it's like, I, I think the, the kind of insidious thing, if I, if we can go sure, there a little yeah. bit, is that now because of the ubiquity of music and musicians and all sorts of stuff that's available and accessible online, whether it's through like one of the platforms like Spotify or Bandcamp or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that you can always have music on, like especially if you like to work yeah, to music, yeah. And what it does is it sort of, uh, I was going to try to come up with a, a word like ambient sizes, you know, sure, like sure. like music. So that, and it's it's that same kind of thing that I've, I've also experienced too. Like It's I'll, not really meant to be consumed as much as just there. Ex- ex- I mean, 
It it is. It's like a passive consumption. Consumption. It's like eating We're rice. Like, you're no longer engaged with the musicians necessarily. Sure. You just kind of want something on that's gonna do something for you mm-hmm. instead of, um, you know, sitting down listening to an album and the messages that it's saying. You know, like some big concept album or whatever. It's more just like, here's some chill vibes to help you relax. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's also, by the way, um. That function of music to just like lull you into like not thinking about it. Yeah. Which is also kind of, you know. I think that's detrimental to music as a whole, probably. I mean, yeah. So. Because I find that if I'm working and like, if if I'm like have to focus on something and I would normally be listening to like vape, like not vape, like, you know, like chill music or mm -hmm. whatever, and I just put on my normal playlist and I hit shuffle. I kind of don't even realize I'm listening to music anymore. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, what? what is playing? I'm like, oh, is Bohemian Rhapsody playing? Is that what that is? I like, don't even realize. And like Bohemian Rhapsody, like the most like ridiculous song like I could, you know, I could think of. But like these like crazy songs or like this music that's meant to be really listened to and, and consumed and like you're supposed to listen to the lyrics and think about them. I'm not even like I don't even realize like who's playing this song. I it's just kind of there to make noise. And I think that that has come from me listening to like all of this like chill music when I'm working. And it's like the disappearance of the artist, so to speak, Sure, you know, and it, to a certain degree, I mean, I don't want to take away from those artists because what they do, like if you look at like Spotify's most listened to stuff, I mean, a lot of times Always. you're going to find some sort of like chill w- mm-hmm. work, like chill music for working or Post, whatever. Post Malone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Post Malone is like one of, you know, uh, kind of like sad boy rap but well there's there's that too yeah yeah uh yeah so that's a little bit different it is different yeah but it's i'm I'm just thinking of like you know like chill beats or like cafe like mix or whatever you know like french cafe or whatever i also think that's a little bit of a specifically like this again quote unquote like lo-fi hip-hop um not resurgence but like creation and like popularity which has only been i would say within the last like month like not month like six months or a year really like where this term lo-fi hip-hop has even come into my vernacular um and i think that that is kind of a pushback from a lot of that like really in your face rap and stuff i mean like little yachty and, and 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 you know kind of that aggressive loud mumble mumble rap I view them as totally, it's like apples and oranges though, you know, like, because really what, like, I, I think this is driven more by the DJ than it is the MC, mm-hmm. you know, or like the, the artist, That's right? a really good way of putting it. Okay. So like, like the DJs are the ones that are mixing up this kind of, these beats because sure. they're producing beats for other people. So you can go back to like electronic music and then like uh, DJ Shadow, right? Who has, you know, definitely like more kind of relaxing kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, they RJD do RJD2 comes to mind. Yes, exactly. Like those kind of artists that certainly the huge, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Dip, Diplo as well, but that's more kind of like- Diplo da- is like dancing. EDM and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. But um, those DJs are the ones that are kind of putting that music out, you know? Whereas like the, the craft of, you know, rhyme saying over something, that that's all about- the person doing the, it. Yeah, the, that artist themselves. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because, yeah, I do. I look at these, like, the music that I, like, will put on in the background when I click a playlist, and it's it's like, I this is just, like, a bunch of numbers and letters that make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, dashes and stuff. It's, I, or I don't know who it is. You know, it's just some unknown sure. thing. Sure. Another thing I wanted to talk about was when I do listen to that kind of music, 
I usually like go on YouTube to listen to it. Actually, sure. I don't. I find that so like Spotify will be like, hey, we can like curate this playlist and like our you know our super smart AI engine can find the perfect stuff for you. And so you'll click it, and then you'll like they'll be like, do you like this? Do you not like this? And I'll like you know I'll try and curate it to see if it can figure it out. And I never enjoy it. But when I go to like a playlist on YouTube that someone has already curated, I find I enjoy it much more. I think because they're going for a specific tone instead of this kind of amorphous AI trying to figure out what is specifically I'm going to like. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. So I'm thinking about that a little bit because I, I haven't had that experience where when you haven't been on Spotify that long. Either. Ex- exactly. That's the thing. Like I'm coming at this from a new Spotify, a, a Spotify noob. I was uh, an early adopter of Spotify. I've been, I've had Spotify premium since like high school, like early high school, like yeah. my freshman year of high school. Yeah. So like I put together some playlists, but, um, I've listened to your playlists. They're very chill. And I, well, <laughs> one of them is one. Yeah, yeah. The one that I've listened to is yeah, one or two of them. Uh, some other stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got like a study one, and then I've also got just uh, one that I made for the RS for the that's University the of Nevada. I, that's the one I've listened basically. to. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's some other uh, moments in that playlist where there's it gets a little bit more upbeat, but uh, it's just a sampling of of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like um, three hundred songs in that playlist. Yeah, yeah, I just went through and clicked on a bunch of stuff that I like played before class and all that. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting though that like the, you know the kind of algorithmic. Um, part of of Spotify of Spotify and of Pandora. music curation I- itself Apple Music yeah um yeah because in th- that's one of the things that I I also don't like because it also just kind of robs the you know the agency away from the artist or or like someone who's making the playlist okay yeah because it's not I mean there there's got to be like some sort of uh balance right between mm-hmm. what Think about like the craft of making a playlist, right? <laughs> if you're going to make a playlist for someone, you want to try to match their interests with what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. But an AI really isn't interested in music. It's yeah, interested it's- in the quality of the data, like how it's quantified a song, mm-hmm. but it's trying to match you. It's all about you. It's just kind of catering to your needs. You've, I found that with, with the Spotify Discover, like I'll listen to like, I'll find an artist I really like. And then I'll listen to them a lot that week or something. And then I'll click my Discover Weekly and all of a sudden it's like a bunch of stuff that sounds just like that. But maybe that's not what I want to listen to. I'm not finding anything new. I'm just kind of finding everything that that it's all trying to just become the same thing. Eventually, like, I feel like, you know, if you followed this out to its, its illogical conclusion, you would end up with just like one note. It's just playing, just like a, <laughs> like a, like a, like a, just some drone. Yeah. You know? And just like, you're like, this music. is what you want. This yeah. is what you like. And you're like, well, I guess this is what I like. Cause it, I've just been listening to it. And that's, that's the one, I mean, that's my major problem with AI anyways, is that it, it, it takes out the kind of serendipitous. Humanity. The humanity. <laughs> yeah. Like no heart. Yeah. Right. I mean, because, you know, having heart is all about like giving your heart to another person when mm-hmm. you're trying to create something for them, but also from you. Like, hey, we talked about this before when we talked about uh, either Mumford or some one of them. Yeah. And I said, you know, there's something that I find redeeming in this piece of media, this piece of music. And I, I it resonated with me. And I, I'm hoping that it resonates with you, too. So if I give you a playlist, you know, it, it would put it this way. It would it would make me ex- uh, ecstatic if like a student came up and was like, hey, you know, I was listening to your Spotify playlist and I really like this artist. And I'm like, great, give them money because they, <laughs> they need it, you know, yeah. like, like uh, support because basically 
I mean, a lot of those artists on that list are independent or kind of forgotten. Pretty small, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is interesting. I was kind of thinking about this when you were saying that. Like, it's the irony of this lo-fi movement, right? This kind of retro, trying to sound not... Like, you know, sounding lo-fi as to not sound overproduced, not super polished, and that's kind of to fight back against this very, very clean, computery almost sounding. And this, the sound they're going for is digital, but it's not like this AI kind of, again, this, this, this is what you should listen to and like that the pop music is kind of being thrown at. And it's, it's, it's like that, but it, it's so funny because while fighting back against that, it's all just turning into one drowned out noise that yeah, doesn't I mean, help any music at all. <laughs> it's Muzak. Right, like music, like it becomes sure. music. Like uh, I have no idea what you're trying to say with that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, music. I, music is just like elevator music. Oh, yeah, like the stuff that's on it. in like okay. airports and okay. that kind of thing. Mm. Well, that's but, what that's what the people always call vaporwave. They're like, oh, this is this is elevator music. It is, but it's a. I always find it a little bit different because it is. It's more like you were saying. It's more um, uh, kind of atmospheric. Like it's sure. kind of it breathes. You know, it yeah, sounds yeah. like the music is breathing, mm-hmm. but like digitally. <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable to listen to. I think. Yeah, that's just me again. Yeah, but but you're right. Like I, I think you, you just kind of push music to the background because I, I don't know about you, and this is why I actually started the episode this way. But I love listening to like um, so we have a record player at at home, which mm-hmm. we talked about on the hardware episode, and um, I, I still love just like putting on a record mm-hmm. while we're having dinner. Yeah, yeah. You know, and especially like when it starts getting cold outside. Um, you know, we'll make a dinner, pour a glass of wine, put on a re- put on some jazz or something, and it's usually like jazz, right? Or we, mm-hmm. I've got like a jazz ballads album, like a John Coltrane uh, ballads album, which is really nice for like uh, the holiday season. So it's just it feels warm. It feel, kind of warms the room. We have a record player, but the only time we use it is during Christmas. Christmas, yeah. yeah you, and, you said that. Yeah, and we only have basically we only have Christmas music, and it's great. I love it. It's it's the only way I like to listen to Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm already sick of. I've already heard Mariah Carey's uh, whatever that one song is. <laughs> All I want for Christmas. Oh, yeah, is, I think yeah. I've heard it like 20 times already, and it's yeah. not even December. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> starting to show up everywhere. It will be when you hear this episode, but it's what's today? Like the 27th? Yeah, it's end of, yeah. end of November. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, and and but the funny thing is, I didn't grow up that way. There was always music around, mm-hmm. but it was like my dad listening to like oldies or like class, yeah. classic rock. And my mom not really listening to music, but the stuff that she liked was the stuff from like the '60s and like you sure. know Carol King and and uh, James Taylor and that kind of stuff. Um, but it w- it wasn't until later. It wasn't until like college when I got into college, and then um, actually there's a uh, my girlfriend at the time. Her parents were really big on just like having jazz pumped throughout the entire house, like at all times. That's <laughs> wow. <laughs> which which was so great actually like i just have these incredibly fond memories of going over there for dinner and it was like a little farmhouse out like kind of removed from everything and um it just it was a really warm you know atmosphere well i I love to go visit my girlfriend and her family because her father is a is a musician for cirque du soleil yeah and so he's always practicing and you know, it's funny, like, the one time he's like, well, I'm going to go make some noise. And I'm like, no, like, I want to hear, like, what, like he's, he's kind of, like, apologizing for it. And the whole family kind of ignores him because, you know, they grew up with it, you know. Yeah. It was, but then, like, I hear it and I'm like, no, this is, this, Mark, this sounds great. This is awesome to hear. Like, it's so cool to, like, hear this live saxophone, like, jazz being practiced. 
Yeah. So yeah, something. About and you this. live by some jazz musicians, actually, right? I do. I was yeah. I, I told you this the other day because um, there's a I, I don't know how many <laughs> people live in that house, but they're like two houses down. There's um, that the way that the house is set up is really interesting. This is going on a weird tangent, but yeah, anyway, sure, whatever. Uh, there's a bottom floor which I don't know. Like there are there are just some very small windows, mm-hmm. but then the top floor is just like one wide open space. It's like a massive room upstairs. Massive room, and there's there appears to be kind of like a I don't know if it's a bar or like a breakfast bar or something in the back, but like mm-hmm. with a fridge, and up there they have. Um, you can see all their instruments are set up and then what will happen is like they're constantly practicing saxophone or sometimes they have like a jam session and they have other people over. So they got a drum kit up there and everything, but it's really nice to just like have that, like if I open the windows and I can hear jazz, like in the neighborhood, yeah. it's like, it's a really nice, uh, you know, it's a really nice experience. You, you ever know? thought about like going over there and being like, Hey, I play bass. Did you guys, uh, yes, I have thought about that. Are you going to do it? I don't know. I just, I want to talk to them first. Sure, like, hey, sure. Because they're so much better than me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I probably couldn't keep up with You're them. You're pretty talented. I'm not. I mean. <laughs> I'm not. I, I can't, I don't know notes. Like, if they were to tell me, oh, like, I oh. I can't read music. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Like, they'd, they'd be like, oh, well, let's just jam. Why don't you lay down, like, a whatever, something. Like a scale. Yeah, take, and, uh, scale. and take it for a walk for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? Uh, yeah. I don't know what that means. What do you want me to play? Well, let's. Bring it back a little bit here. Yeah. To uh, I I think that like jazz, like and classical music are also sometimes thought of as background music, but for whatever reason, it feels more sophisticated and more. It has the heart and it has the like meaning that this music seems to be lacking, and I'm not really sure why that is. But I don't know. Do you feel that way at all? Do you feel like 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 I said, classical and jazz like. I, I listen to classical a lot too when I work and it, it, it Do does you? it feels more impactful to my ears right like I feel like I'm consuming something instead of just being adjacent to it yeah it's the craft sure I mean it's just the complex, why? the complexity and the craft but Is here's here, here's the other thing that's actually the same reason I cannot listen to classical music interesting when I work because it's too distracting like I get too sucked into it you know, okay. yeah. so when I'm working, I actually I either want something that's familiar and that I can just put on in the background, uh, and it's sort of smooth, or it it's all always has to be instrumental too, mm. basically. Um, but but there's something about classical music that just kind of sucks me in. Like I, I don't know why. And I here's the thing, I don't even like classical music that much. No, me neither. I mean, I. I I constantly think, oh, I should learn more about, you know, Rachmaninoff, or I should learn more about, you know, uh, you know, somebody else. Uh, I mean, Mozart and Beethoven and all the rest. But mm-hmm. um, whereas with jazz, it depends on the artist, but there is certain jazz music that I can just put on and just have it create this kind of like movement for me, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and a kind of a feeling and an atmosphere. Yeah. So I can work to it. Yeah just thinking about that there's something there and i think we're kind of talking we've hit some interesting points where we, we've kind of talked around around it, it and I, I, I i'm not gonna lie like i don't know what it is <laughs> but that's what i mean it, it's kind of difficult to to verbalize i think we've got some nuggets in here that, that I, I think are it, kind of nice but. i mean and i'm just gonna take a shot in the dark i think it's kind of the synthesized nature of of like modern background music as compared to jazz and and uh and classical music 
Well, to your point earlier, I mean, with, with about like vaporwave or synth wave, that synth that, wave, that yeah. is very consciously retro because C, it, C core because it comes yeah bit core yeah. <laughs> and all this it it just comes out of the eighties you yeah, know I yeah, mean yeah. it was like electronic music synthesizer type music um, well and here's the kind of funny thing about that too is that the people that are listening to that and making that probably weren't even around in the eighties I yeah, think a lot depends, of that is yeah. kids. Yeah, just people that are like love that old kind of or like that or that are you know kind of style. Everything right? that's old is new again, right? The, yeah, yeah. They kind of rediscover that, sure. and then they'd be like, "Oh, this is interesting. I could do something like this." You and, know? But they're not. Yeah, but they're just taking the old stuff, and they're not actually making new music. Well, they are making quote unquote new music, but they're just taking old music and changing it to make new music. Which they're is, not, which is great. Which is basically music. That's what sure. that's what people do with music all the time. You yeah. know, I I don't really have any kind of. Um, you know, pretentious uh, sort of critiques of that. <laughs> um, but I guess I was just trying to draw d- a division between the stuff that's like consciously retro, which is like synth wave, mm-hmm. d- dream wave, you know, yeah. uh, vapor wave and all that stuff versus like the kind of lo-fi hip hop. I think that very much comes out of like maybe electronic music, but to a very small degree, only electronic music insofar as they use sampling. Mm-hmm. But then the drum beats, it's just more of influenced by that kind of hip hop DJ kind of thing. And then they mix it with jazz, right? Because that's what like, if you if you listen to like Eric B and Rakim, mm-hmm. right? Um, just a classic upright bass line and then just lay down a drum track over it. And yeah. then you've got two guys that are incredibly gifted in their ability to, you know... Uh, lyrically gesticulate you know (laughs) over that beat and uh that's amazing but that beat itself is just so warm because it it has that same kind of feeling sure yeah you just take that and you put it up this thing just make it real chilled out yeah i think it's interesting too because i I think that you and me are kind of we're making our way to the same point kind of but i think we're walking on different roads too because of like the generations that we grew up in, right? I mean, we're both millennials. Like, I think that that's kind of something that we always bring up. But you're in the beginning, and I'm at the tail end of the millennial. And I think that I'm the king of the millennials. You're the king because you've been around longer. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, so sorry. You're good. <laughs> Studio break in. Yeah, I got uh, someone. <laughs> you should close the door all the way. Yeah. I'm gonna close the door. All right. So while Joey's uh, doing that, I was just proclaiming my kingdom. Of millennials. Oh. <laughs> what I was going to say is how ironic because I would say millennials would argue that uh, just because you're, you've you been around longer doesn't mean that you're the king of it. Um, <laughs> That's true. But uh, what was I going to say? Boy, I don't remember. We're both getting at the same thing. Oh, yeah, Com- yeah, yeah. Coming at it different um, places. But I think, yeah, we are coming at it from different places. Um, I... When I when I looked up the definition of vaporwave and yeah. lo-fi hip-hop, which I did before this, the first link that came up on Google was Know Your Meme. Okay. Vaporwave is like literally a meme. It's it's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it, it was popular for a minute and it's died out. And I think it's because it's became it became so self-referential and so and too like uh ironic for its own good. Yeah. And it died because of it. Yeah. So I mean, that, all this kind of stuff, right? Like, because what it does is it takes, like, new wave music, mm-hmm. right? And then it just kind of retros back to the 80s and then makes it some sort of synth wave. Yeah. Or, and it is absurd how many different labels they have. 
You know, I mean, yeah. a lot of a lot of the descriptors are in there somewhere. Yeah, chill hop, jazz hop, synth wave, dream wave, dream pop. You know, like exactly. Dream pop is all different, but like, uh, this is one of the the difficulties of classifying. You know, new genres of music. Sure. Yeah, so. and I, I think it's interesting too because like the vaporwave has this aesthetic that it's supposed to go along with it, like this visual kind of companion, which is this. Um, a lot of times people call it like outrun style, which is like these like kind of bright colors that are very neon. It's usually like pinks and then like black. Yeah. It's kind of very stark and very in your face. And you get like a, like a DeLorean like driving next to like pink uh, palm trees is like the perfect like visual representation of vaporwave, quote unquote. Or this style of music, this kind of chill, relaxed, synthy, lo-fi style music. Yeah. The other stuff is Tron. I just yeah, think of Tron. Tron. Yeah, you know, it's sure. just like uh, racing. It's the red guy and the blue guy <laughs> racing on like a black grid of neon. Or yeah, whatever. it's kind of what we imagined computers mm. were before we, you know, so good. entered yeah. entered an age where they weren't the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is interesting. And so, part I have to I have to credit um, one of these. So I read this article. Uh, it was in the Baffler, and I think it's called like the death of Muzak or. Something like that. Anyways, okay. it has to do with like what is, is it? You keep saying Muzak. Is so I, I understand that the term. term. Yeah, I understand. Do you, do you know where it came from or what it's like? Why it's called that? Like what? I don't know. Okay. No, I mean it's just like people just. I don't know how it got assigned or whatever. I don't know the roots of the term, but um, yeah, uh, it's just like elevator music, background sure. music. Okay. Um, the, this article. Music. Yeah. So anyways, it's in the, <laughs> it's in the Baffler. Um, and it's all about Spotify and how Spotify is killing music. And it's making some of the points that um, – or it made some of the points that I brought up earlier, which is basically that, you know, it just it, – it, it, it's pushing music into this constant background that you just don't have to think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, what and then what the effects of that are. So it doesn't take like necessarily the economic argument, which is basically that Spotify pays artists nothing. basically nothing. Yeah. Um, although that's in there, that's in the article, but it also takes just the aesthetic critique and it just says like, you're just pushing artists to the background and it's, it's kind of symbolic in a certain way that like no one, you can't really discern, you know, one what was the artist that, what was the artist that you recommended to me? Uh, oh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise? No, no, no. Mac- <laughs> Macintosh. Oh, Plus? Macintosh Plus. That's when I was doing my research on this episode. Yeah. Sometimes we do do research, you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was like, these are the guys that like popularized, popularized the style uh, of music. Okay. That's why I recommended them to you. Yeah. And so I also think about like the intro to Portlandia mm-hmm. as well, which is a, uh, a group or a musician called Washed Out, yes, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's that same kind of just like scrubbed, you know, um, mm. lo-fi, just like, you know, create some you sort have of that, You have there. that buzz yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Or crackling. Yeah. A lot of crackling. Kind of interesting. Should we, uh, should we jump into some emergent culture? I think we should, yeah. All right. Absolutely. We are back. And we're back. I'm glad that we took that little break for emergent culture. Yeah. Because uh, what we did is we basically looked up, you know, up and coming or best, you know. Vaporwave. And then we used a couple of the keywords. So Vaporwave, lo-fi, hip-hop, synthwave. Synthwave and all that kind of stuff. And then we shared some some artists with each other, right? Yes. Um, So, like, I I brought up Laserhawk. And and I showed you Kavinsky. Kavinsky. Uh, And then we, we looked up 
of course, there's a Reddit, a subreddit there's, for yeah. Vaporwave, right? And then we also looked up like the most popular, um, like it's a weird, it's a live stream of lo-fi hip-hop it's yeah. called lo-fi hip-hop radio beats to relax and study to yeah and it's perfect because it's always there and it's it's it, it, but there's just a couple things that a couple talking points that came out of this which is number one is like a lot of the videos draw from anime yeah like, there's like this this one is really nice it's just like this anime girl just studying in her room it's like raining outside and she's just writing in a notebook and there's a cat and it's very well animated and it's very static with just a few moving parts. Exactly. And there's and I think that that's also a big thing, especially like when you're talking about like synth wave, because it also harkens back to like some of those earlier um, animes, you know, sure, that, yeah. that, that had that kind of music in them. We ended up, the, the band that we chose after going to the Reddit and looking at Vaporwave 2018 Up and Coming Guide uh, the first guy was Mothman Live, and so we went to his band camp and listened to his stuff. Yeah. And one of the first things that you pointed out was that there was this, there was a sample, yeah, and it was like a, it was, it was almost like um, it was sampled and then uh, run through like a, a a delay loop, yeah, like an echo. And so, but I'm like, I know exactly what that is, and it's the sound of. Um, like a sam- like a samurai drawing the sword, like you know, in an- sh- anime specifically, though. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, from anime. I mean, that kind of sound effect could be used for anything like that. It could also be used for any sort of fast motion, like somebody drawing a gun or somebody drawing a, you know, sword. Yeah, I- I've noticed that a lot of a lot of this this style of music and this like chill music is either from or influenced by, like, Japanese culture. Like, the second up-and-coming vaporwave artist here is Neko Shogun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, some of these are just in Japanese. Like, I don't, I can't read that. It's just Japanese characters. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of this Mr. Ocean. Um, oh. Tao Net. But, yeah, it's all kind of this weird, not weird, but it's just interesting that it's so inspired from Asian culture. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, that's the, you know, um, it's certainly, like, Yes, I think that's part of the residual culture, right? Yeah. That's here is that you get these traces of either contemporary anime because I have se- I have listened to some other stuff and they they specifically like sample from like newer anime and the only yeah, reason yeah. I know that is because I I would like look it up I'm like do I recognize that and I didn't so it's like oh it's from this other anime that I've not seen here anime yeah, uh, Nicho Jew or something it's probably huge you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean but I just don't know like I, I stopped we'll, we'll, we'll get an anime episode in eventually we need to have someone that's a little bit more experienced I think than the two of us definitely I mean <laughs> my my earlier experience with anime that was it basically yeah. um, so, so anyways that part of it it's not only the music that was part of that anime but then also the visuals so like you said if you look up a lot of these playlists they have you know, like an anime uh, sc- screenshot or a still. Or like this, like, again, lightly animated still. That's just like a, yeah, that's like a loop. Yeah, of, that's just looped over yep. and over for literally live. I don't know if this, this is just post just going and go, it never ends. <laughs> yeah. It probably like loops itself eventually, but. Right. And the other thing also for the 1980s kind of residual stuff that's in that music um, is video game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of video game stuff. So whether it's, um, just like, you know, kind of eight bit kind of, uh, samples or mm-hmm. music or. It's definitely evocative of like, you know, you listen to stuff like the Chrono Trigger, uh, like yeah. soundtrack or, or, yeah. or, or the, um, 
you know, like even like Sonic and Mario. I mean, maybe exactly. like you're not hearing the Sonic and Mario themes, but you're hearing noises from those or Zelda. Yep. You're getting these 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 sounds that are very nostalgic and familiar sure. to people that like played video games back, you know, sure. in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's there. And then I'm just thinking too, like the, some of the classic, um, you know, like Ghost in the Shell or Akira sure, yeah. or, you know, you, you'll get some of that, uh, like those samples in there too. Yeah, it's all real. All of the like, album art is really weird too it's very kind of dirty and grungy but very vibrant in color lots lots of color yeah yeah but also very messy in terms of like the illustration itself yeah, yeah. so yeah um huh. chill music this is you know i think this is a pretty chill episode maybe you guys uh it, it was i hope that you think a little bit more about what you're listening to i mean I, I think i will after you know talking about it a little bit more with you but just kind of how it you know, one song is not going to change your mind about something, and, you know, ten songs aren't. But, uh, you know, when you find that you're listening to a lot of this music and you're not actually paying attention to it, does that affect your music listening moving into other genres? Don't let the machines win. Yeah, guys, fight back. <laughs> <laughs> be smarter Be smarter than the algorithm. Don't let the algorithm box you in, you know? Go out, expose yourself to something that you didn't expect, you know? Just, just listen to new stuff. <laughs> always be thinking. Always be pursuing something new. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, this has been Residual Culture. Yeah, and if you want to support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can email us at... Uh, residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. This has been Residual Culture. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs>